0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Centre podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged and empowered by the message you are about to hear. So good to have you in church this morning and welcome to our online campus. One more time, Bonnie, can we just say hello to our online campus? Welcome those guys joining us. So many people, um, still well over 300 people join us in our online campus every single week. It's an amazing, uh, amazing thing that God is still doing there. People getting saved through online every week. Uh, Amazing team of hosts that just serve those guys um, during the service and pray for them and pass them and lead them. So we're just so thankful for that. And uh, welcome to all our guests, anyone who's here for the first time. Welcome guests. So good to have you with us. Hope you have a great morning with us today. I want to know before I share the word today that uh, one of our team members and someone who's been part of our Elam family for many, many years years pastor maggie lawson passed away in the week so i don't know you may or may not know pastor maggie uh, bob and maggie are just absolute legends um in our movement, They've led our, led our been national leaders of our movement, led Elam Dunedin, Elam Hamilton, been part of our city campus for many years, and she's been battling cancer for um, some time now. And uh, we've got a celebration of her life tomorrow here at 11 a.m. So if anyone is connected to them and wants to be here, we'd love for you to join us at 11 a.m. here today, t- tomorrow. So uh, today we are doing, we're in part four, oh no, we're in this, so not part four, we're in part like number six or seven or eight or something. This is the longest series in the history of our church, 10 weeks Week series, and we are now on the home stretch of the 10. We have been counting down the 10 commandments from 10 all the way down to number one. Um, I'm coming in with number four on that top 10 list today. We've gone everywhere from do not covet to do not murder to do not commit adultery. And today, coming in at God's number four, remember the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath. Exodus 20 verse 8 says this, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is Sabbath, is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work, neither your son, nor your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath and he made it holy. Remember the Sabbath. It's an interesting one because everything else has been do not do stuff. Now we're gonna remember something. After the service, you're gonna find your way out of the auditorium and you're going to maybe make your way into the cafe and you're going to maybe find yourself sipping on a nice hot latte or hot chocolate and signing yourself up for a small group and you're going to have some conversations with people. You're going to shake some hands maybe. You're going to catch up with some friends and I will put money on it and guarantee that for the majority of you, you're going to say this sentence or ask this question if you have not asked it already. And the question is, how are you? It's what we love to say to people, right? Hi, how are you? We don't even mean it. <laughs> it's just like it's just like, hey, how are you? I don't want to know the answer. Like I really don't, but like it's just the polite thing to say, hello, how are you? You might have even said it today as you turned around and shook hands with someone and welcomed them did you? hey, how are you? You turned around straight away. You didn't listen to the answer. You just, you just moved on with life. How are you? How are you? Or we say, oh, how have you been? How have you been? And I will guarantee that the answer to the question will not be, some. if someone does answer the question, the answer to that question will not be, I'm so relaxed. <laughs> how are you? I'm so relaxed. I've got so much time on my hands. I'm so chilled out. I'm just so relaxed and laid back right now. Life is just easy and breezy and there's just not a lot to it. I guarantee that the answer to the question will be something more along the lines of, I'm busy. How have you been busy? What have you been up to? Oh, it's been hectic. How's life? We're just going from thing to thing to thing. We've got lots of balls in the air right now. We're juggling life, you know, life and kids and responsibilities. We've been so busy. We've been flat out. It's been nonstop. We've been juggling life or we use the ultimate combo. It's been a really busy, full on nonstop lots happening season for us lately. People are busy. We're busy. We live busy lives. We live in a busy country and busy cities with busy things going on. We live in a busy generation of life where there is just so much going on and life and work and technology that was supposed to make our lives easier and more relaxed has made us more busy. And we often, we're busy like a badge of honor. How have you been? I'm so busy, like I'm really important. I I mean, I worked 90 hours this week as if that's a good thing. I'm really busy, really flat out. We say it like we're busy and it's supposed to communicate how important and how, uh, how, how good we are and how much. It's as, as if being busy is something we're supposed to aspire to. And then God gives us commands to the nation of Israel. And what he's doing is he's called out the nation of Israel out of Egypt it's not long after that that he gives them these 10 commandments. And these 10 commandments are to set them apart as a new nation, as a new people. And these people have come out of 400 years of generational slavery. All they've known is work for 400 years. And so then God brings them out of that and he gives them this new way of being. He establishes them as a new people and a new command. And part of that command is to give them rest. And so God is giving back to the people of Israel, he's giving back to them a pattern that was established at creation. So at creation, God made the world in six days, he rested on the seventh. And he's reestablishing a pattern and a rhythm for a people of rest. And it's such an important pattern that he reestablishes it in his top 10 things of what to and not to do. It's such a big deal to God that it made the list of all the things that are in the list. I wouldn't have probably put this one on there, but it reminds me of just how important it is not just for them, but also I would suggest how important it is to be part of our life here and now and today. See, the Sabbath is one day in seven where we cease from productive work and we rest and worship. Say it again. The Sabbath is one day in seven where we cease from productive work And we use that day to rest and to worship. Overarching statement. The Sabbath was made to be a blessing, not a burden. Now it can become a burden, and it did become a burden, but the Sabbath was created to be a blessing to you and not a burden to you. In Jewish tradition, the Sabbath or Shabbat begins on Friday evening, And it goes through Saturday. And then through early church history, uh, the church shifted the Sabbath for Christians onto a Sunday. And so that's why we still do, churches throughout the world still do Sunday worship. We have Sunday church and we're gathering right to now today on Sunday, the first day of the week. And I want to say to you all here today, don't get hung up on what day of the week it should be. It's not the important part, what exact day it should be. And Paul even addresses this to the Romans in Romans chapter 14, where he's saying, hey, some of you think one day's special, some of you think another day's special, and some of you think all days are the same. And he's going, hey, it's not, let's not create disputes on disputable matters. Let's not start to pass judgment on one another, saying it should be this, it should be that. It's a disputable matter. It's not what's important. What's important is the principle of work six rest." One. Work six, rest one. The Sabbath is God's pattern for living that began. Remember, at creation was modeled by God in creation, and is the pattern of work six, rest one. Thou shall remember the Sabbath. Work six, rest one. I believe that for all of us, God is calling us to live a life with a rhythm and a pattern of a Sabbath. If we're going to live God's best for our lives, if you're going to flourish and be effective and be whole, the Sabbath is a really powerful principle, is part of God's 10, where we rest and worship one day out of seven. And the question is, in 2022, how do we keep a Sabbath? What does it look like? How do we live a life that aligns with God's number four for our lives? It's a great question, I'm glad you asked it, Kat. I'm gonna give you the answer, I think. I've got some thoughts for you guys today. My first thought is this, the Sabbath is a day to rest your body. You can write these down, it's in your notes, you can find it on the app if you want to. It's a day to rest your body. I love sleep, I love sleep. Sleep is one of my all-time favorite activities on planet Earth. Do you know what? I did some research. Did you know that you spend 33% of your human life asleep? One-third of your total existence on planet Earth, you are unconscious. (laughs) Some of you, the other 66% is also unconscious, but... (laughs) Some of you heard that statistic and thought, what a waste, what a waste of productive time. I heard that stat and I was like, thank you, Jesus. I can think of nothing better. I'm totally okay with 33% of my life spent asleep. I love sleep, sleep's amazing. I love all the different kinds of sleep. The power nap, love it. I took a power nap yesterday, it lasted three hours. It's a great, powerful. I love the afternoon nap. I love the full night's sleep. I love the sleep in the car, the sleep on the airplane. I don't care where I am, I'll sleep in a cupboard. I'll sleep anywhere. I lo- it's a great thing. I, one of my favorite sleeps is when you fall asleep and you wake up eight hours later and you haven't moved at all. You're like, what happened? <laughs> it's like someone pushed pause and you're like, and your bed is still neat. It's everything. You're like, I, I didn't move. And you, you just slip out, so you don't have to make the bed. It's amazing. Not that I make the bed, but <laughs> our bodies need rest. That's the simple truth of it. Your body needs rest. It cannot work all the time. God designed it and created it to need rest. And even just thinking physiologically your body is stimulated through activity but as my old running coach reminded me it grows during rest so you're stimulated through stress and activity and exercise and work and all these things but you rebuild and you get stronger and you get better and adaptation and growth occurs not during the activity and the stress but during the rest between the activity and the stress. And I wonder how many today are sitting in this room on the edge of physical burnout because you're just not resting. Your body is at breaking point and you're running on adrenaline and cortisol and high levels of caffeine just to get through the day. Now I know there's a lot of people laughing right because there's caffeine addicts right throughout the church of Jesus. I'm telling you, we, we love our coffee in the church, but there's a point in time where when you're just running on caffeine, caffeine and you're running on adrenaline and you're running on your stress hormones and your body is just in that heightened state of work, 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 and there's no rest. And, and you're, some of you in this room, you're working so hard, you're on the edge of collapse. And I wonder if the reason is because you've forgotten the Sabbath. You gotta remember the Sabbath. Well, how do I remember things? I don't remember anything. I have to write it down and schedule it and put it in my calendar. And that's, so I know when I get there, that's what's happening. You you maybe have forgotten the Sabbath. To to live nonstop and work nonstop is not how God created you to live. It's not. It's not God's best view. It's not his pattern. God's pattern is work six, rest one. Work six, rest one. I wonder for some of you today, how much more life-giving, and productive you'd be in your home, and your work, and your family, if you just took one day in seven to rest. As someone who's highly driven and highly motivated, I know what it has been to live in high stress, high drive, maximum output. And I've had to learn to give myself permission to rest. In fact, I don't have to be productive all the time. And in order to be productive at my best, I need to take that day to rest. That rhymes That's amazing. That was of the Lord. (laughs) And not only that, taking that time to rest is God's commanded best for me. Not God's suggested best. They're 10 commandments, not 10 good ideas. It's God's commanded best for me to rest one day. Let my body rest. The Sabbath is a day to rest your body. It's, It's work six, rest one, and it was designed to be a blessing, not to be a burden for you. The second thing I want to say is this, for a Sabbath in your life, it's a day to recharge our emotions. It's a day to rest your body and it's a day to recharge your emotions. So you're not just body, your body and your soul and your spirit. There is um, a number of parents in the room today. I I look out and I see a number of parents with small children and God bless you. And I'm sure I'm not alone when I say that I have a love-hate relationship with children's birthday parties. Like, they're amazing because there's so much joy and there's cake and there's fun and there's all But there is nothing on this planet louder than an eight-year-old's birthday party. I don't care, it's louder than a jet engine. It is louder than an earthquake. It is unbearable, the volume of 12 eight-year-olds in a room together, it's unbearable. And I will go to a child's birthday party and do nothing while I'm there. I'll just stand there and observe, come home emotionally exhausted. <laughs> I'm like, I need a nap. I'm exhausted emotionally because there's so much noise going on. Psalm two says this, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He refreshes my soul, my, my emotions, my mind, my will. He refreshes that part of me. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. See, refreshing of your soul often comes through quietness, comes through taking the noise away maybe I love how this picture is a picture of getting outside outdoors to a place where there's just nature and there's uh, there's just green pasture there's no tv there's no screen there's quiet waters and it's nature and it's connection with God's creation and noise has so many different forms for us these days Noise, we have, we have screen noise, we have TV noise, we have radio noise, we have phone noise, we have social media noise, we have newsfeed noise. And I wonder how many of us, our lives are just so overrun by the different noise of life, but actually getting to that place of, I'm gonna quiet out some of the noise for a day in my week so that I can refresh my soul. So that my emotions can be recharged Along that journey, the Sabbath, I would encourage all of you on your Sabbath to limit the noise that you allow in your life. Limit the noise from your phone, from your social media, from the different platforms and news feeds and things that you find around yourself. Give your soul the space to find some quiet and to recharge. Another great way to recharge your emotions is time with friends and with family. On a Sabbath, to get around people that you love and people that uh, you you want to spend time with. Another way is through leisure, through doing things that you enjoy. On a Sabbath, to recharge your emotions, to get around stuff that you love. Uh, The root word, the root Latin word for the word leisure simply means to be permitted. And I wonder how many of us don't do leisure because we don't give ourselves permission to do it because we think I have to produce, I have to do stuff that is meaningful and, and I have to make money and I have to make advancement, and I have to make progress and actually what you're doing is you're causing yourself to work at an emotional level that's unsustainable. One of the great stress relievers and emotional recharges is leisure, doing stuff you enjoy. Getting out and enjoying life, and doing those things that refuel you and recharge you emotionally. Now, there's a difference between uh, between working your body for work and moving your body for leisure. It's two different things. I heard one preacher say, "God is just as pleased when we play as when we work. God is just as pleased when we play." as he is when we work. The great runner, Eric Liddell, whose life was made into the movie, Chariots of Fire, he said this, he said, I believe God made me for a purpose, but I also believe God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. It's a beautiful quote. The Sabbath is a day to rest our bodies and it's a day to recharge our emotions. We work six, we rest one, and it's a blessing, not a burden. Number three, my third thought is this. It's a day to be renewed spiritually. It's a day to rest our body, to recharge our emotions, and to be renewed spiritually. I was chatting with a young man in church. It was at our 5 p.m. service, and um, he was telling me he's off to the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. He's a boxer. He's off to Birmingham. He's currently in, actually in Ireland, where my ancestors are from. (coughs) Um, But he's... uh, he said, I don't know if I told you guys that yet, but keep an eye out for Wendell Stanley. He's going to be competing for New Zealand at the Com Games, amazing, amazing young man. And he was telling me about his career and what he wants to do and how he wants to go and how one day he, his, his goal is to go to the Olympics and then after that go turn pro, become a professional boxer. I was like, that's so cool. A professional boxer, like a professional athlete. That's your job. That's what you're paid to do is to do that. And I realized that, like, know a lot of people who are professionals in different fields. I've known some friends who are professional rugby players. I've got friends who are professionals in their field, like surgeons and doctors and uh, professionals in different areas of business and they're different experts of field. And I said to myself, well, what am I? And I thought, well, I've been working for the church. This year, I've been working for the church, paid on staff for 20 years, 20 years. So half of my life, because I don't know if I told you already, but I'm 40 in a few weeks. But 20 years, so half of my life, I've been serving Jesus. Paid. It's been the most amazing blessing ever to be able to be paid to do what I do, to have this as my, as my career as such, to be a professional Christian. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. I was like, that's what I am. I'm a professional Christian. I get paid to. Love Jesus and tell people about him And serve his church I'm a professional Christian But as I reflected over like 20 years of serving God And working for the church I realized that throughout that season That as a professional Christian There have been seasons in my life Where there's been actually very little room for God As a professional Christian There's been times and seasons Where I've actually had very little room for God Because we get busy, right? We get busy doing. We love to do stuff. We can do lots of things and we get busy with life and we have kids and we have family and we get mortgages and we have jobs and we have all these things that we've got, responsibilities that we've got to juggle and we get busy with life and if we aren't careful as Christians, we can have no room for God in our thoughts or even in our schedules. And in fact, we can find ourselves in a place where we are spiritually bankrupt. And the beauty, this is what I love about this, this is the beauty of the Sabbath is it's one day every single week where we reset. It's one day every single week where it's scheduled in that I go back and reconnect with God. It's a place where I am recharged spiritually in my walk with Jesus. One day in seven I stop and I pause and I rest my body and I recharge my emotions and I get renewed spiritually. It's that one day where I get to reset the clock and I go, God, I'm coming back to you today. I'm focusing on you today. I'm going to allow you into this and get back in with you today. And for many of you, your Sabbath is today. For many of you, this is your Sabbath. This is part of your Sabbath rest is to come and to be part of a church and to come and sit and to worship God. You know what worship does? Worship refreshes your soul, your spirit. It recharges your spirit. It's an amazing, amazing thing. And when you come and you sit under the word of God and the teaching, the Bible says that faith comes by what? By hearing and hearing the word of God. So you come up and you are renewed spiritually. Your faith is lifted because you're sitting as part of the church. And I want to encourage you, if this is your Sabbath day, don't neglect this moment. This is really important. This is a powerful, powerful moment. And you gotta realize that coming together to worship is part of God's creative design for you. And coming and being part of his church is part of God's created design for your life. And when we come and we sing, we're not just kind of ticking a, ticking a box saying, oh, that was the right thing to do and that's what we do in church. No, no, you are fulfilling part of God's created design for your life as you step into this space and you begin to sing and honor and glorify him. Don't be surprised when you walk in this place feeling spiritually low that you walk out of this place feeling spiritually renewed. Because you're fulfilling God's created purpose for your life. Band, you guys can come and join me. I'll say it like this the Sabbath is a day for you to stop working and to let God work in you. It's a day for you to stop working and to let God work in you. The Sabbath is a day to enjoy God. To enjoy God. In fact, um, in that original scripture we read from Exodus, it says that God blessed the Sabbath. And He hallowed it. So He blessed that day and He made it holy. He blessed that day. When God blesses something, what does it mean? It's abundant. It's fruitful. It has overflow. It's a good thing. There's blessing associated with that thing when God blesses something. And then He hallowed it. He makes it holy. He sets it apart as something special, something different. Not like the other six. It's a different day. So you could say it like this. The Sabbath is a set apart day of blessing from God. It's not a burden; it's actually a blessing. It's a set apart day, one in one in seven, a set apart day of blessing from God. It's a place; it's a day in your week where you rest your body, where you recharge your emotions, and where you get renewed spiritually. So, I want to ask a question: How's your Sabbath? How's your Sabbath? In light of God's number four, that we are to remember the Sabbath, how's your Sabbath? Has work just invaded every day of your life? Have you lost margin? Have you, maybe you've never even thought about having a day where you go, I'm gonna be diligent in not working today, I'm gonna get rid of some of the noise, and I'm gonna use this day to rest rest my body, recharge my emotions, and be renewed spiritually in my walk with God to worship God, to focus on Him. It's one day in seven where we cease from productive work. It's not about producing today. It's not even about producing, like, I love how it's like not your daughter, your son, your servant, not even your animals, not even anyone who's come to stay with you. It's not the day for work. It's the day to rest. It's the day to be renewed, and it's the day to worship God, come back to Him, so I wonder how your Sabbath is and I wonder if maybe it's time to remember it and bring it back into your life or establish it as a pattern of your life if, if God's pattern for his creative work is to work six and rest one who am I to think I can work seven there's this beautiful scripture in Matthew 11 this is Jesus talking and here's the thing with every one of these commandments you'll never get it right You'll never get it right. But it's not about getting it right. It's about realizing the grace of God for you. Every one of these commands pointed that nation of Israel to the need of someone who could fulfill the commands for them because they couldn't fulfill them themselves. I love this. Jesus says this, Matthew 11, "'Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, "'and I will give you rest. "'Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, "'for I'm gentle and humble at heart.'" and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Ultimately, the Sabbath points us back to Jesus, because Jesus is the true and better Sabbath. We couldn't achieve it on our own. We could, all the standards we are trying to keep, this whole 10 commandments, to try and keep those, it's unachievable, it's really difficult. But Jesus came, he died a sinner's death on the cross, paid the debt that you and I would do for our sin, and then extends to us brand new life in him. And we are made right in God's sight, not by keeping the laws. We're made right in God's sight by Jesus, by what he paid for us on that cross and by his ultimate fulfillment of all of those laws and prophets. So he's our true rest. St. Augustine said this, our souls are restless until they find their rest in you. I'd love to pray for you this morning. Can we bow our heads for a moment? Father, I thank you for the truth and the power and the the amazing grace of your word. Father, I pray for all of us that this pattern of the Sabbath, Lord, to work six, rest one, to take a day off productive work, to recharge our emotions, rest our bodies, and be renewed spiritually, I pray that you'd help us to build this as a pattern of our lives. Lord, it's your commanded best for us. And Father, I pray you help us to do it. Help us to align our lives with how you'd have us live. Lord, if any of us in the room are neglecting a sabbath but we're not taking our time we are working non-stop workaholics i pray you'd help us to have the wisdom to change give us the courage to change help us to realize that when we align our lives with your way that is the way we come under blessing that is the way we come under grace so father i pray help us as a church help us as a people to live your number four and remember the sabbath I want to pray one more prayer. If you're in this room, just want to your eyes still closed and have your head bowed. If you're in this room and you don't know Jesus, maybe you've never made a decision to follow him before. Or maybe the honest truth is that you've walked with him before, but you're, you're actually far from God today. I'd love to lead you in a very simple prayer. The truth is, friends, that God loves you. God made you. God's got a great plan for your life. We all mess up. We all sin. We all fall short of God's standard and our sin it separates us from God and the payment that's due to us for our sin is death but God in his grace sent his own son Jesus to a cross when he died on that cross he paid the debt that you and I were due for our sin he paid it all then he conquered death in the grave and he rose again to new life and he extends to every single person here today grace forgiveness for all your wrongs yep you've messed up the sabbath but there's grace for you friend there's a new life that begins right here, right now. Get to walk into the plans that God has for your life. He's got a purpose for you, friend. And there's this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. If you're not right with God today, but you want to be, I want to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. I'll pray this out loud. You just pray it with me in your heart. But when you pray it, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. This is your prayer, okay? I'm just leading you in it. In your heart, just say these words. Online, you join with me too. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned, but I believe, Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my old life, and I turn to you. I ask you to come in and be the Lord of my life. Forgive me now of all of my sin. I ask you to take the throne, and I choose from this moment to live for you. In Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and every head bowed, if you prayed that prayer, I'm really proud of you. And I'm going to get you to do something for me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, if you prayed that prayer, either for the first time or you're getting right with God, right where you are, I want you to put your hand up nice and high so I can see it. I'm not doing that to embarrass you or anything. All I'll do is I'll see you, I'll acknowledge you. You can put your hand straight back down. What I'm asking you to do is take a little step of faith. Put some action to your decision. Are you ready? If you prayed that prayer, on the count of three, one, two, three. Three, hands going up nice and high. Awesome, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Online, there's a button you can push that says count me in or raise my hand. You click that button, it's right there for you. Anyone else in the room saying, Steve, that's me, that's me. Just nice and high so I can see it. We'd love to help you on the journey. Online, fantastic. Thank you so much. Online, God bless you. We see you. Brave decision, I love it. Awesome. Well, God, we thank you so much for what you're doing in this house. Thank you for every single person that just said yes to you, those online and those in the room. I pray you bless them. I pray they would truly know that life that you have for them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, church, let's put our hand together. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz